What do you do when you've built a business based on serving people, but all of the peopling is exhausting you? Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. My name's Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach for business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And I don't think this listener is the only one with the question of what happens when we build businesses based on people, but the people exhaust us. I think it's an unexpected challenge. So often when we imagine helping people, and then we imagine helping people in a group setting so that we can impact more people with a singular task, I think it's very exciting and it gets our attention. We start thinking about monetizing and scaling, and we love the idea of recurring revenue and all of those sexy, sassy things that come with online entrepreneurship and the new business business models that continue to develop and evolve. But then at the end of the day, you feel like you are always talking. I get it. I have a business based on talking. So I I know where you're coming from. Let's dive into today's listener question and see what we've got. Heather, If you told me a year ago that I'd be writing to you with this problem, I never would have believed you. For years, I've owned a local dog training business helping owners of rescue dogs train their new pets. Many rescue animals have special emotional needs when it comes to training because of the various circumstances in their lives before coming to the shelter and being adopted. I started an online community support group for rescue dog owners and it blew up quickly. Using basic computer software, I created a paid membership community. I have training videos and articles, and once a week I do a Q&A show where I answer member questions live. The people component is exhausting me. I'm talking and answering questions all the time, emails, social media, in the membership community, and also still in my local business. When I went into animal training, my preference was for the furry four-legged mammals, and now I'm working with the non-stop question-asking two-legged kind. It's sucking the joy from my craft rapidly, and I find myself wanting to undo it all. I just didn't expect the toll raising a community would take, and I find myself lacking energy for it. How do I get out from under this? Any suggestions? Hi. Yes, yes, of course I do have some suggestions for you. Oh my goodness. First of all, like I I just need to reassure you that I'm sure so many people listening to this episode today can really relate to the struggle. I think a lot of people create service-based businesses and underestimate the toll that talking to people, interacting with people, that feeling and sensation and pressure of always having to be on can take on you. I know there have been more than one moment in my life where I have like longed for the cubicle job where I could just sit at a computer, type all day, and nobody would bother me. But when it comes to building businesses, the first thing I always like to remind you guys is that you're the boss of the business you're building. Both of you, like both businesses you're looking at, your local dog training business and your online membership community, both of them you're the boss of you're in charge. You get to decide 
the business model that makes the most sense for you. A lot of times what happens when people are building online businesses is they follow a template. They follow someone else's example. So they see somebody running a recurring revenue model of an online membership program where people pay $49 a month. They get a weekly training. They get a weekly live call and a weekly email or something like that. And suddenly they tell themselves a story that that's the way they need to run their membership community, or that's the way a successful membership community is built and run. And I really don't think that's true. The first thing that I see that happens a lot of times with businesses who are building, like with business owners who are building businesses based on group dynamics and coursework and communities of people coming together in a recurring revenue model is that they fall into this trap of feeling like they have to keep earning that monthly revenue and they have to keep the monthly subscribers engaged and wanting to continue to pay. So the business owners of these models end up like doing more, offering more, showing up more to the point where you're giving yourself away, where you're undervaluing yourself because you haven't raised the price, but you continue to over deliver. You continue to show up in spades in order to justify that they continue with you for another month in order to make it feel like their investment is worthwhile to them when there's so many competing memberships. All of those decisions get made with a thought about the bottom line. What's unfortunate about that is when you make decisions thinking about the bottom line, you don't always think about yourself. You don't always think about what's going to work for you, what's in your best interest, and what kind of business model serves you. What I would have you do when you, you know, sort of set out to create a membership community, I would want you to go back to what your original goals are. The way I read it is it sounds like you just saw like that, like it was going to be relatively easy to build a business doing this online, that you created an online support group. You had a lot of members really quick. You saw that it was going to be easy to monetize and scale. So you went ahead and did it. I'm wondering if you backtrack a little bit, did you ever ask yourself, what kind of membership community do I want to run? What kind of group do I want to offer? How involved do I want to be? Or did you perhaps ask your, tell yourself that you have to be involved to a certain level? You have to do things a certain way. Buyers deserve X or nobody's going to stay with you unless you do Y. Did you make the decision based on the type of business you want to run that would give you energy, that would fuel your passion for dog training? Or did you build a business model based on what you thought people would pay for or what people would expect in exchange for payment. Because those are two different businesses sometimes when you ask yourself from those two different lenses. So I just want to remind you that your vibe is going to attract your tribe. I've said this before in an episode probably two weeks ago that Sometimes people who are introverts, and I define introverts as people who get their energy from alone time and then find that their energy is a little more taxed and taken away when they have to engage with others. Extroverts get their energy by being around a lot of people, by engaging with others, and that they find they're less filled and less renewed when they're by themselves. So when you tell me in this letter that you prefer the furry four-legged friends, (laughs) 
and that um, you're finding yourself so drained by all the peopling, I'm imagining and I'm taking the leap that you're probably more introverted than extroverted. So all of this peopling really is exhausting you. I just, if you think about what I just said here, your vibe attracts your tribe. That's a quote from Chris Ducker. He's a leading entrepreneur in the space and he's been a role model for me when I first started. So if you think about your introverted nature, your tendency to want less peopling, my guess is your ideal client does too. That your ideal client, the people who you love working with, the humans you love connecting with and helping them connect to their animals, probably have more in common with you. So you get to build a membership community with that in mind. You can create more passive training opportunities, less one-on-one. You can hire someone to do some of the community building for you because if you have all of these stored content and stored videos, my guess is you could hire a VA or an assistant to go through your content and be available to answer member questions for you. You can hire a customer support person. You can hire a community manager. There are different roles that you can delegate that don't meet your energy levels, but meet their energy levels. But if you didn't think about what kind of business you wanted in the first place, that's the first step. Once you get clear on the type of membership you were dreaming of, because again, I'm going to remind you some membership communities, like the owners never even meet their clients because it's just a subscription box service. And this box comes to people's houses once a month and that's it, beginning, middle and end. There's other subscriptions where people, um, you know, pay for um, paid monthly trainings, but they don't have access to the trainer live. It's not done through live video. It's pre-recorded trainings. Sometimes it's worksheets. Sometimes it's Facebook group forums. Sometimes there's no Facebook group forum. But if you think about the business model that works for you, if you get crystal clear on who you are, how you move through the world and what sets you up for success, and you build a business model that supports that, you are going to find that you leave less money on the table because you are setting yourself up for success. You're building a framework and a foundation that supports you and sets you up for success as opposed to drains you, takes your energy, and fills you with resentment. I would go back and look at your business model. I would also, looking at both businesses, examine what don't you need to be doing and what can you delegate out? If you have a willing and ready audience and there's always people who are like coming to your local business or approaching you about your online business. You have room for growth and scale. And sometimes growth and scale simply means hiring someone and getting somebody to do the parts of the business that are draining you. So you have your creative juices. You have your drive and passion for the parts of the business that light you up. I think that this question here just is illustrating for you that you just need to do a re-examination of the type of business model you want. Now, the first thing I'm imagining you're thinking to yourself as you hear me say this is like, what are you talking about? I have all these monthly subscribers. They're expecting a business that does this. They're expecting a business that does that. I can't possibly change it because they've already bought to a certain model. I really value transparency. And so as once I wouldn't talk to your group about any of this until you get crystal clear 
clear on what it is, how you want the business to go and how you want things to be set up. And then I would have a transparent you know, conversation with your community. I would say, hey guys, I tried one of those kind of more traditional membership models that involves a lot of group work and hands-on training. And what I'm finding is it's taking me away from my passion. I don't get to train or spend as much time with animals as I'd like. I'm constantly fielding questions. I wanted to introduce you to so-and-so. This is going to be my community manager. She's going to help you sort of field some of the questions that you don't need me to answer. I'm going to be cutting the number of live calls I do. At this point in time, it feels like I've answered a lot of questions about dog training. My guess is if you go through the content, you'll be able to find the answer to your own specific question, or I'm going to ask that you pre-submit questions and I'm going to answer them in a pre-taped video training. Um, I know that this is different than what you signed up for. I understand if this is not the membership you're looking for, but going forward in this new model, Model, this is the value you can expect and that I will be delivering. And you can let people know they have the option to leave. Most people won't leave because it's not the business model they bought. And this is, I think, the thing that business owners forget over and over again. Um, they're not buying your business model. They didn't put down their monthly membership fees for a monthly membership group. They put down their monthly membership fees because they have a rescue dog that they need help with, that they don't know how to train, that they want to make sure they do it right. They want to create a safe, secure environment for their new animal, and they want to be able to be good pet owners. How they do that, they don't care. They just want to learn how. You get to teach them any way you want to because what you sold them is that you would teach them. You didn't say how you would. You might have said, I'll be doing weekly live calls. I'll be doing this. But what they bought and what they purchased is access to you and your answers to their questions. How you deliver that gets to be absolutely positively up to you. The other thing on the off chance that this isn't a business model problem, on the off chance that this is a poor boundary problem where you allow your clients to contact you at all hours of the day, where if they email you, you answer right away and you're working seven days a week, I'm going to tell you danger, 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 this is burnout talking. Um, if you are saying yes when you mean no, if you're working with clients outside of your regular business hours, if you are constantly constantly answering questions the moment they come in without some sort of policy that says you'll get back to them within 24 to 48 hours, you're also setting yourself up to fail. And I wouldn't be surprised if burnout is part of this problem that you're having. So one of the things, once you check your business plan, I really would do a gut check around your boundaries. I would see how available you make yourself to people. I would run it by like an outside perspective. So sometimes when I feel like I'm too over involved, I can't always see the forest for the trees. So I'll sometimes ask like a business colleague of mine who knows the business model I'm working in and say, can you like double check my work? Can I run this by you? I feel like I'm not doing enough or I feel like I'm doing too much. Get an outside perspective because somebody might be like, dude, like what are you doing? Replying to emails within an hour of them being sent. You should let them know that you do email once a day. You'll get back to everybody by noon and the, you know, the, <laughs> of the, you know, within the 24 hour period that they've sent the email, but no, don't be taking 10 email breaks a day to make sure that every question gets answered. Um, make sure that if 
people are asking questions in the forum that you sell, tell them that you'll be doing pre-recorded live trainings, answering one single, you know, answering all the questions in one one and done video. You can set yourself up for success with that, with peer communication and boundaries. And again, like if you've been doing this without boundaries, if you've been kind of flying without a net, it's totally fine to be able to tell your audience, hey, listen, I got to take a step back and then you know, in an effort to have everybody feel welcome and everybody feel included, I've been doing, you know, I've been doing too much. It's not, you know, good business for me to be greeting you at eight o'clock on a Friday night. It's not a responsible business owner decision to be answering emails at 11 a.m. on a Sunday. I really have to dial it back so that I can continue to serve you and help your animals in the, you know, in the distant future. Because if I burn myself out now, I'm not going to be good to anybody later. I hope you understand. So much of this, so much of where people get frozen and stuck is because they don't have the words. So those are some good words you can use. You can always undo it. You just have to, you know, communicate transparently, tell your audience what you want them to think, but most importantly, build a business model that makes sense for you, for who you are and how you move through the world. Anything else is just going to make you want to pull your hair out. So I hope, I know that the answer to this is kind of challenging and I know it probably, you know, it doesn't help sometimes when, you know, like you ask me a question and I respond with more questions for you to think about. But I do think that if you do a little bit of an examination of yourself and of your business model, you're going to be able to retool and rework things in a way that makes much more sense for you. I'm so glad you reached out with this question. I love your business, by the way. I think it's fantastic to be a dog trainer that specializes in rescue animals because I do know that they come with special needs. And I think it's fantastic, fantastic work that you're doing. So thanks so much for doing it. And let's definitely make sure we take care of you so you can do it long into the future. Thanks for writing to me today. Anybody with a question who wants my two cents on your problem, I really do invite you to follow our listener here and send in a question of your own. The best podcasts come from the best questions after all. Thanks so much for listening today. You can always find me over at heather at choose to have it all.com. Thanks for now. Bye.